you don't need another report. Bleed ain't green till I die. Hold it down for the best team. We in first place, we the Celtics. Try to shoot it, we ain't let ya. Finna going with a ring. Giving phase like I'm Kyrie. You the opposition, can't score yet. Homie, you ain't even on the floor yet. Big buckets and big shots. Better check the time on the shot clock. Got my shooters on me, they wet you up. It's a 30 footer, I ain't letting up. Scary Terry with the dancing bear, gonna light it up like it ain't fair. Dunk it on you like Rosier. Fourth quarter, we in fifth gear. I got Tatum, I got Brown, I got Marcus locking you down. Grab a broom, it's a sweep. Score 100 on our feet. Celtics Pulse, we the team, and we don't accept defeat. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to of the Celtics Pulse Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. And uh, today I'm going to be the only one here. I'll be the host. My name is Brendan. You can find me on Twitter at NBA underscore distributor. Everyone else is just a fake fan and can't show up when the team's struggling a little bit. <laughs> um, our last podcast was with Dante on deck and it covered the pregame to the Toronto game. And... It's uh, It's been a little while. It was uh, three disappointing games following that podcast. Uh, Boston is struggling. They are last in the league in points per game right now, and the only team averaging less than 100. Uh, I mean, they're only .2 away from averaging 100. They're at 99.8 right now. Uh, but they definitely have the offensive talent, so this is not what you expected for a start for this uh, Boston team. They're not moving the ball too well. They're 19th in assist at 23 in a game right now. Um, it just doesn't feel like the ball is flowing. Uh, Tatum is taking a lot of shots, and so is Kyrie. Uh, you see, yeah, um, 5.5 a game for Kyrie on 18% from three. These are, okay, from three, Kyrie got 18% on 5.5 attempts a game. Tatum is shooting 26 on 4.8 a game. Um, they're definitely shooting the most out of all of our teams here. And it, it just, it hasn't looked good. The ball's not moving well. Jalen is not getting involved because he is more of a role player in the offense that will take the shots that he's given and drive at the right times when he's getting kicked the ball. But there is a lot of isolation going on and it really doesn't feel like Celtics basketball. Um, we'll start with that Toronto game. There was, a. It was decent. Hayward put up 14 points, 10 rebounds. It seems like Hayward is pulling down a good amount of rebounds. I'm sorry, that's Horford's stat line. Uh, 14 points and 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 away from a triple-double. Classic Al Horford, um, barely scraping a triple-double there. We had 8 players in 20-plus minutes. Baines was actually the only one that did not see more than 20 that played that game. That was a big game. We had a 9-man rotation. Um, Kawhi went crazy. He had 31 points, 10 rebounds, and he only had three assists, but he accounted for a whole lot more points than that with his driving and cutting and the pressure that he had. Um, Danny Green went off. He has been amazing for them as a part of that trade as well. He was four of seven from three, hit a couple daggers, and uh, it was pretty rough. Boston lost it in the second half. Uh, They couldn't really find a way to score, and yeah, like I said, it was the same same issue where it was a lot of isolation and hero ball and we have the offensive players that can do that but that's not winning basketball uh you're gonna get a bucket maybe 40 percent of the time uh probably less than that but it's just you need to be getting everyone involved so that way every single player on the floor for the celtics all five of the starters should be an offensive threat and any one of them should go off on any night and it really should be even scoring tatum has been chucking a lot of shots 
Um, it really, it, it really didn't feel like a close game. Uh, I mean, decently. I mean, this is going to be the battle of the East for a little while here. Uh, but Toronto definitely took the first one. It was, uh, it came down to a big three at the end and then a missed shot from Kyrie. Uh, Toronto looks good. They have their defense. This is actually the most points that, uh, or close to most points. Boston broke 100 in this game, at least. It was the most they had given up. They gave up 113 in this one because while they are the lowest point per game, they are also first in opponent's points per game, only allowing 98.5. So they're allowing less than they are scoring. Uh, but around the league, the league averages 113 right now. There are plenty of games that are going 130 plus, and Boston just has not seemed to caught up to that yet. Um, I, I think they'll get there, though. It's no worry. Um, the offense started to look a little better as we get later towards the Orlando game, but first, in between there, we had the New York game, uh, so we'll cover on this a little bit, and it was in New York. Um, it was it was an okay, it, it was a good game, I guess, uh, going toe-to-toe with the Knicks, and it coming down to a game winner, not ideal. Uh, Boston should be blowing these teams out. Tatum's been impressive. He uh, is carrying a lot of the offensive load, which is weird. Um, he's taking a lot of long twos, but he's got nasty fadeaway shimmies and different post moves, it seems like, when he gets the ball on the block. And he's very confident. Um, at the beginning of last year, obviously, it was his first NBA minutes. You saw that he was hesitant to even dribble or shoot. Now he thinks he's the beast and should be chucking up every shot, it almost seems like, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it's just kind of happening a little bit right now. Um, and he got us the win. He got 24 points, 14 rebounds, but not a single assist. Tatum is kind of the reputation he had coming out was that he was a ball stopper a little bit. He was going to chuck some long twos. He wasn't a great three-point shooter. Uh, last year, he shut up the three-point shooting. He's going to keep up the three-point shooting. That's not much of a worry. But this year, he has been a little bit of a ball stopper when he really wasn't that before. Um, no assists when you are the leading scorer. You have 14 rebounds and 24 points. That's a little concerning. Um, he was plus 19 in the plus-minus, and Baines was second-highest at plus 15. Marcus Morris was the lowest at uh, minus 17 there with his own decent stat line of 16-6-2. Morris is a little bit of a chucker, but, I mean, that's his play style. That's what he does on offense, and they go in a good amount of times. Um, I've kind of just grown to accept it. It's a nice piece to have, and he plays some good hustle defense. Um, In this game, there were two injuries. We saw uh, Kevin Knox go out with that uh, left ankle sprain that was a pretty bad ankle sprain actually has him uh sidelined for two to four weeks here so that's a little hit on the Knicks I was excited to watch Kevin Knox play um so a little disappointing that he was out there maybe he would have changed the outcome at the end here and uh Baines went out with a hamstring injury he is day-to-day and that is a big loss for us especially coming up against this OKC team that is one of the best rebounding teams in the league um but we'll touch on that in a second here and we also watched Tim Hardaway go crazy. Um, he has been taking so many shots a game in this New York team with Porzingis down. And this is Tim Hardaway's team right now is what it feels like. He had 24 points, three uh, three rebounds, three assists, shot 45% from three. Uh, they were chucking for a little while and things were going in. Celtics had a very good lead. I want to say they had a 16, 17-point lead. And New York was not going away. They showed some heart. They showed some hustle. 
and they were really uh they were really fighting to get back in this game. They got it close at the end and on a crazy broken play, uh Tatum missed a dunk, somehow got his own rebound, did a nice little shimmy fade away, hit the game winner. Um and yeah, Boston took off with that one, ended up winning 103-101. Um so Closer than what you would like for a New York game. Uh, it was a back-to-back, but it was a back-to-back for New York as well. So no really excuse there, especially when the Celtics have the better depth. Definitely better depth between those two lineups. Um, a win is a win, I guess. Um, there's no complaining to do about that. But actually, I, I will complain about the offense. The offense was the same. It was a lot of isolation. We got the win because we are talented, but this is not going to win us a championship. This is not going to take us deep in the playoffs. The ball needs to be moving, um, but we played decent defense. Shots were just going crazy a little for New York. Um, now, honestly, what felt like the best game, even though they lost to an Orlando team, um, only put up 90 points. They were not shooting good. The team went 9 of 40 from 3, and a lot of those felt like they were good looks. Um, and having 21 assists on only 90 points is pretty good as well. The ball was actually moving. Brad Stevens said it was the best offensive game of the year and we only dropped 90 points. That was, uh, it's been a little unseen this year to drop 90 or below. So it's, uh, it's funny if you were looking at the numbers, you wouldn't quite understand probably. I mean, they just missed a lot of threes. Like I said, they had these assists. Um, Tatum went 0 of 5 from three. Kyrie went 2 of 8. Uh, it, it just wasn't great. Uh, Jalen won a four. So, and they were good looks, like I said, but the ball was moving. Everyone was touching the ball a little bit. Um, and I feel like Jalen is, like I said earlier, one of the main um, benefiters of that. And I mean, he did only have five points, five rebounds, three assists. One of those was a huge three at the end uh, to really give us this false hope that the game was going to happen. Uh, the Celtics Ended up missing two decent three looks at the end. I really thought Hayward was going to hit the second one. And I would have loved for Gordon Hayward to hit a game winner this early in the season. Uh, for his confidence, it would have been absolutely amazing. By the way, Hayward has been playing amazingly. He looks beautiful on the defensive end. He's averaging about two steals a game. Uh, he is definitely a smart player that reads those passing lanes. And offensively, coming off of those pick and rolls, he is pulling up mid-range all day and hitting those. His shot is wet from beyond the arc, from the mid-range. His dribbling and passing is on point. He looks a little less hesitant to be driving and taking contact, and he's nice on the defensive end. He already, you can tell that this man was an all-star, and you know why. Um, But back to the Orlando game a tiny bit here. Tatum only had 7 points, uh, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. He's getting a good amount of boards for us at the very least. But 3 of 12 from the field on 25% shooting, that's, it's not going to do it. Um, And especially when your other guys are struggling a bit here too, it kind of felt like Kyrie's breakout game a little, quote unquote, because uh, he didn't go crazy, but he didn't suck. He was hitting shots, which could not be said in the first three games of the year. Uh, 10 of 19 from the field with, like I said, two of eight from three. So that was a bit of a struggle, but it was okay. 22, eight and five. So Kyrie had a decent game. It was a uh, 51, 49 on the boards. That was pretty close. So were the turnovers. It, it really was a close game. We just 
didn't hit the shots. Sometimes that happens, but the offense looked good. And it finally felt like a Boston Celtics basketball game. There was hustle on the other end. There was heart and intensity. You could see people were diving on the floor after the loose balls. The ball was moving and everyone was getting involved. It was beautiful. You felt like everyone was touching it. Um, And then on the other end, all of Orlando's starting five scored 10 plus points. Vucevic put up 24, 12, and 1. It just, uh, it wasn't meant to happen for this Boston team on that night. But they played good basketball. And it was good signs for what's coming ahead where they have their next matchup against OKC, who is really struggling uh, in their own way. Uh, we, I'm sure most people saw the home opener against Golden State with no Russell Westbrook, where they actually almost managed to pull out that win. Uh, Paul George has been huge this year, and Dennis Schroeder has looked really nice. But we still have kind of yet to see him next to Westbrook all too much. So we will see how that goes. Uh, and then they... Oh, one more game without Westbrook at the beginning of their year. At the beginning of this year, they played at the Clippers and lost to that one 92-108, to a game where their first two games, 100 points and then 92 points. So they're not going crazy scoring-wise so far this year either. Uh, they're a little more defensive, allowing 108 in both of those games as well. And then we watched their home opener with Russell Westbrook's season de- debut. And they kind of got smacked by Sacramento. Uh, Shumpert went off. Uh, Deer and Fox had a nice game. And Sacramento couldn't really miss from three. They have the number two offense in the league right now, which is a little crazy. Uh, watching that Kings pick, I mean, they're still losing the games. But I think they'll win a good couple, which is probably good because it will lower that likelihood of them getting the first pick, which, to be honest, give me one through five. I mean, give me two through five, and I'm happy. As long as that pick doesn't go number one to Philadelphia. That is the absolute worst case scenario and cannot happen. But the Sacramento team looks good. They can win some games. They knocked off the Thunder in the OKC home opener, uh, scoring 131 to OKC's 120. And now two teams that are really struggling are going to go at it here. Uh, Boston has looked a little better, maybe just because they have some W's in that column while OKC is winless. But OKC is going to have something to prove here, especially being on their home court and blowing the last one against Sacramento. Uh, They are not going to be having it. So it's going to be an intense game. There's going to be some decent defense. And Boston really needs to do what they did against Orlando, and I think they'll be good. Uh, It does hurt. Uh, Baines is questionable for the game and is currently day-to-day. And this is against... A OKC team that gets 16 offensive rebounds a game, the best in the league. So that's going to hurt. Last game we saw Yabu get some minutes. Tice obviously got more minutes. Even Robert Williams got about five minutes uh, because of Baines' injury, and we needed more depth at that big. And maybe we see that happen again. I would love for Robert Williams, of course, to have a good early game. It would do a lot for his confidence. We would see him on the roster throughout most of the year, which I already think we will. He has insane potential. And just for Brad to put him on the floor um, means that he has some confidence in him because Brad is not going to throw you out there if he doesn't think that you have a place. Um, And Robert Williams, 
We know how he plays. He uh, plays above the rim. He's going to catch those lobs that you throw to him. He's uber athletic, and he's going to grab rebounds. And that's really what you need against this team. Can he body someone like Steven Adams or a Nerlens Noel on the bench? Steven Adams, I don't know. I think Steven Adams would kind of rook him a little bit and be able to get some work in there. He would. I, they could go to Steven Adams in the post, and he could do a little bit of work against Robert Williams, I feel like. Nerlens Noel, not so much. I, I feel like that's a good matchup for him, especially, like I'm saying, with Baines out. Tyson Robert Williams, maybe even Yabu. They liked Yabu. It seemed like Cantor couldn't really body Yabu. Maybe Steven Adams isn't able to do it either. Uh, maybe they go to him, but they're going to need a little more depth at the big here with Baines out, especially against, like I said, the best offensive rebounding team in the league. Um, yeah, so the Celtics need to hit their shots. They're going to keep the passing moving. They are currently shooting 31% from three. Not... Uh, not terrible, not too much to worry about, and they're holding their opponents to 30. About even there, while they're putting up 41% from the field as well. Um, it, it's looking okay. Like I said, the offense has been a little stagnant. It looked good against Orlando. Despite the loss and our lowest scoring uh, showing of the year, only putting up 90 points, by far our best offense. If we can repeat that, we'll be good. The Celtics can win this game and really ride with some momentum into uh, a two games against Detroit, who just won what I think has been the game of the year so far. You could put it up there with the Lakers and San Antonio game that went to OT, but Blake Griffin just dropped 50, went crazy. Um, JJ Redick hit a four-point play when Philadelphia was down two to put them up to, and then Blake Griffin turns around, hits an and one. Uh, In in overtime, there was a crazy Joel Embiid flop that got Drummond his second technical and ejected. Amazing game. Detroit is going to be riding some momentum, um, and it'll be interesting. So that's going to be a good back-to-back if they can get And Detroit is not going to roll over for Boston. They're a decent team, and they have some nice bigs. We definitely, definitely need Aaron Baines against that team. Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, you're going to need... I I don't know how much I want Hayward or Tatum matched up against Blake Griffin. Um, If you can have Horford on him and then Baines guarding Drummond. Baines is going to be Drummond's matchup. That is literally why we have Baines to guard those big-ass centers. And if he's not available, it's going to be really difficult. Uh, Like I said, Yabu, maybe because he's a little stronger. I could see Robert Williams getting some minutes. It's the same thing. This is the worst time for Baines to be down is two games against Detroit and OKC, the best offensive rebounding team in the league. So we'll see if he comes in. Hopefully he does. He would be a very big factor in these three games. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of our shooting percentages so far here and just kind of how some players are doing. Terry's been playing nice, of course. He seems like our first guy off the bench, and it's kind of going to suck to see him out of here. Cody made a good point on a previous podcast this year that whoever we get in the Sacramento pick is our Terry replacement. He's going to be getting a lot of his minutes. Um, Obviously, Marcus's minutes will go up a bit there. He'll come back as our sixth guy. First man off the bench. But Terry's shooting 
on uh, 3.5 attempts a game from three, and 42% is nice. And the only guy above him right now is Gordon Hayward shooting 45% from beyond the arc. This man broke his leg last year. You know how... Ooh, excuse me. You know how much time he spent catching shooting, standing in place, shooting these threes, shooting mid-ranges. You knew his form and his shot was going to be money. And sure enough, 45% from three on 3.7 attempts a game. He's not taking half a shot a game. He's taking 3.7 a game and shooting at a 45% rate and getting two steals a game. Like I said, active on the defensive end. He was guarding Ben Simmons in the Philadelphia game, backing up, blocking passing lanes, uh, grabbing things mid, uh, mid-pass, mid-air before they even get to their close to their designated location. Hayward can read defenses very well. His shot looks great. Um, Kyrie, on the other hand, we've known he's been struggling. Like I said, Orlando was kind of his first game of, okay, Kyrie feels like he has his legs under him a little bit. And that that mainly is what looks like the problem so far this year. Uh, Obviously, he's coming off an injury too, even though it's a little less severe. He just got a couple screws uh, taken out of his knee from a previous injury. He looks like... I mean, he's he's just going too far, too short on all these shots here, and it looks like he doesn't quite have his legs under him. Uh, it, it's just going to take a little bit of time with injury. People are freaking out. Kyrie's not a top five point guard. Don't be ridiculous. Um, Kyrie Irving's going to be absolutely fine. On that note, <laughs> he is shooting 18% from three right now on five and a half attempts a game. Um, maybe I want to see those attempts go down a little because I think they could get distributed across a little better. Uh, but the Celtics shoot a lot of threes a game. It's not a big deal, and those will start falling. It's not like he's taking these crazy bad shots. They're good looks. They're not quite going in, though. Uh, they'll start to fall. And Tatum is shooting 26% from deep on 4.8 attempts a game, almost five attempts here. I, I don't like that one as much. Uh, Tatum is a good three-point shooter, but it seems like there are a lot of pull-ups. Like, I don't like... Tatum getting the ball, taking two dribbles, and then taking a halfway semi-contested pull-up. It's not good offense. The ball needs to be moving, and they need to understand Brad Stevens pass up a good shot for a great shot. I don't want some lightly contested shot. I want to swing it until we find the wide open guy because every single player in this starting lineup, almost every player we have on the floor all the time, is going to be able to do what they need to do if they are wide open. They will hit the shot or they'll be able to drive and do something else with it. Most of them can hit the shot. And it's just Tatum needs to not be a little bit of a ball stopper. Like I said, that's kind of what I've been feeling a little bit this year. Uh, and those are our three-point splits. They're looking okay. Uh, there's highs and lows, obviously. Um, from the field in general, Jalen has been struggling. Like I said, he's uh, the main benefactor from movement in the offense since he doesn't uh, demand the ball, really, the same way these other players do. Tatum will say, get me the ball, get out of the way. Jalen's not going to really do that. Um, and it's not that he's not capable. It's just he... he's not on the same level offensively as these other guys and his skill set is more of a role player offensively in a way uh when he gets it you give him a lane he's driving and he'll yam it on you that is no question that's always been Jalen uh but his open three also became money last year uh catch and shoot 
one of the best guys in the league, it feels like. Absolutely, if Jalen catches that ball in the corner, I'm expecting that three to go in if he's open. This year, he's only shooting 34% from the field. Uh, that is the lowest on the team right now. And it's really, it, it'll go up. Uh, I think he also needs to shoot a little more each game, uh, but not shooting on his own. Like I said, the ball just needs to get be touching his hands. Uh, I The Celtics need to go back to the basic, what they teach you in middle school, that everyone has to touch the ball before there's a shot thrown up. There, There's not the passing. There's not the movement on the offensive end that you need to see. Um the most attempts a game, Kyrie shooting 17 a game and Tatum shooting 15. Uh, I mean, those are kind of who you want scoring. And uh, so there's not too much of a problem with those attempts. But watch for those numbers to go down a little, like I said, because the ball will be moving a little better. Kyrie's still getting six assists a game, which is nice, especially if he's not scoring. He's still impacting the game elsewhere. And like I said earlier, Tatum is getting a lot of boards. He's averaging double digits in the rebounds right now with 10 a game. And that's nice to see from him. You know, if we're going to be pay, playing him at that quote-unquote power forward, even though we're pretty positionless, he's going to be guarding some bigger people and be down low a bit here, battling for boards. He's pulling down 10 a game. Not mad at all. That is absolutely amazing. And it is definitely what we need from this team that's pretty much a team rebounding uh, Boston Celtics. Because there's no crazy rebounders on this team. Al Horford is not a great rebounder. That's where he's really struggled and had his weaknesses against people like Tristan Thompson, like Ennis Cantor, and things like that. Um, where they can get offensive rebounds on him like crazy. And if we're going into this OKC game where I'm going to say this over and over and over, 16 offensive rebounds a game, the best in the league. Al Horford is going to be a big piece. Jason Tatum grabbing 10 rebounds. We need those 10 rebounds. Um, Al is getting 7.5 on his own. That's good for his numbers. I'll take 8 a game from Al Horford. Uh, Almost 2 blocks a game with 4.5 assists and and 11.5 points. Classic Al Horford. Al Horford has probably been the best player on this Boston Celtics team. Even though Tatum is obviously showing nice flashes. That's all going to get calmed down a little bit. Um... You're not Kobe Bryant. Like, you're not there yet. And even when you are, I want you to be moving the ball a little better than Kobe. You have way too much talent around you. You don't have Smush Parker on your goddamn team. You have Kyrie Irving. You have Jalen Brown. You have Gordon Hayward. You have Al Horford. You have five people on this starting lineup that are worthy of all-stars. And it just cannot be you chucking. And I'm not trying to shit on Tatum here. He's a great player. Everyone loves this kid in Boston, and uh, someone, I forget which talk show host this was, I want to say it was Stephen A. Smith, the Celtics, this is this is his quote, that the Celtics do not have the go-to offensive superstar. They have three, uh, two or three A-minus stars, is what he called them, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, and Al Horford. They are all amazing players. They are stars in this league. But he is looking for a top 5, top 10 talent that is going to, at the end of the game, hit your shot. That's going to carry your team in Game 7 of the Finals. Kyrie has the potential to do that. But I understand where he's coming from with this A- here. Does Tatum 
step up and become that guy where he is like, this is my team. Let's do this. I'm leading this game seven of the finals. You bet your ass I'm taking 18, 20 shots this game and I'm making 40%. Um, like I said, I don't think Boston needs to do that uh, because I think that we can move it well. And if, hey, we got three A- minus guys and you'll give me two more B-plus guys and both the Js, that's a pretty damn good average and I will take that. Um, someone is going to step up. Someone's going to hit shots. Even Terry off the bench. Marcus Morris hits nice shots. Baines is going to play good defense. The team has everything they need. Things are going to piece together, and it, it'll all end up fine. But right now, the ball needs to be moving. Uh, it's mainly on the offensive end. They're doing okay on defense. The Celtics got to keep up with this new pace. With the shot clock resetting to 14 seconds after an offensive rebound, that might be helping these crazy, crazy pace numbers that are going on throughout the league uh, with just more shots really getting thrown up. But, man, if people aren't chucking threes like crazy, I'm interested to see if this average goes down. Uh, I I don't know, man. Boston's got to keep up a little here. And they already look like they're going to be one of the best defensive teams, which... You, I could have told you before the season started, most people could. They were, them and Utah were really the top two defensive teams last year. And that's probably going to stay the same here. But the offense is really where they are struggling. Um, I, I need to see them putting up, uh, I, I, they need to put up 115 in one game here. Uh, because they have the talent to do it. And it really needs to be happening with the pace that's going on this year. Um this OKC game, just no offensive rebounds. OKC is going to come out tough and really be looking to prove a point. They are 27th in points per game. So they're struggling too. 25th in assists, only putting up 104 a game while they're allowing 115. Boston has every right to win this game. They have every right to win every game on this schedule. But a struggling OKC team and they have something to prove on their own. This is going to be an intense national TV game on TNT where I like I, I really just want to see some shots go down. Like uh, we're getting good shots. The Orlando game, like I said, was by far the best offensive game of the year. Brad loved it. And for damn good reason, if they keep playing like that, they're going to do okay. Um, I, I would be... A little worried about free throws, too, in transition here. We're not giving up too many turnovers a game. We're about middle of the league in that. Um, that's looking okay at times. We go on runs, it seems like, of bad turnovers when we take care of the ball pretty well for the majority of the game. But OKC has 30 free throws attempted a game to Boston's 12. Uh, if we can get to the line a little, it'll help with some of these offensive struggles. It gives you some free points. And we definitely have the talent. These guys can make their free throws. Uh, Jalen's a little questionable on that one a little bit. Says he's been working on it. Hasn't shown all too much so far. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. If we're only shooting 12 a game, we don't even get a chance to see if Jalen has improved this free throw. Uh, they need to get to the line a little more. And if we're hitting the paint, then we're going to be kicking it out. We're going to be getting more open threes. And the Celtics really need to be driving. Uh, people are taking contested mid-ranges. It's garbage. It's terrible offense. Orlando looked decent. They need to keep on riding that. They're going to have some good offense here. The Celtics are going to do okay. This is so far from panic level. 
the Boston Celtics are fine. They're going to win games. They have a tough beginning here. Um, I had them predicted going 5-2 and two in this month, and they're already at 2-2. Two and two. I mean, after that first game, <laughs> everyone was quick to say, oh, they're going to go 7-0 and oh at the beginning of this in October. And, okay, obviously, I mean, what else are you going to say as a fan, you know? If I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, I'm telling you that they're going to win any games. Um, and the Boston Celtics are pretty much at that level right now. But... Two and two right now. The games they have left, they have in OKC. And then they get a two-day break, and they go to Detroit. Who, like I said, just came off a very big win. Blake Griffin's playing out of his mind. Then, three days later, they're in Boston against the same Detroit team. And that ends off the month of October. These next three wins, if they can rally off three wins here, first of all, it would help them own Detroit. They would be in De- If you can get two early wins against a team that Blake Griffin said they're trying to get home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs, which seems reasonable, to be honest. With the talent that is on that Detroit team, they should be making moves. Reggie Jackson is no joke. Ish Smith is a good hustle player. He's the Marcus Smart of that team. Uh, They have Stanley Johnson. They have good defense. And they have one of the best uh, backcourts, frontcourts, excuse me, in the entire league in Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. They're going to be beasts on the boards. Blake Griffin has... A lot to prove. He was playing point guard yesterday. He's need, he needs to play out of his mind, and I think that he'll do it. But if Boston can win these three games, putting up good offensive numbers and keeping up the defensive pace that they've been doing, it will do a whole lot for them. After that, it, it, it doesn't get easy. Milwaukee, Indiana, Denver, who is still undefeated, Phoenix. Uh, it, it's, Celtics have a tough beginning of the year. So don't overreact to these little things here, but my only concern that I'm really watching for here is how the shots are distributed. I need everybody to be taking some shots, and I need the ball to be moving. They need to be hitting the paint and passing it out. Uh, The Boston Celtics have all the potential in the world, and I'm happy they're the best defensive team in the league. Missing Baines is going to hurt. He... Our defensive rating with and without him is a huge difference, same as it was last year. And it's, uh, like I said, I'm going to keep hitting this point. The most offensive rebounds per game in OKC, and Detroit has some of the best, probably the best rebounder in the league in Andre Drummond and another beast in Blake Griffin down low. Not having Baines is going to hurt. We really need him. I expect Robert Williams. I expect... Yabusele and Tice to get good minutes. Uh, we're gonna need some, some, uh, some of these bigs to pull through for us, and the guards are gonna keep doing what they're doing here. I need everything to move a little bit more. I don't want to see Tatum taking two dribbles and pulling up. Um, nobody should really take more than five dribbles in this offense unless you are driving and cutting. So if we see it move around a little bit here, it's gonna be okay. Uh, Ball movement, keep up the defense, and I needed to see you hustling on the ground after loose balls, which is just Celtics basketball. These shots are going to start to fall. I'm confident in this game against OKC. OKC struggling. We're really, really going to have to shut down some of these guys. They like to shoot their threes a little, and they're very athletic. They like to drive in. Um, This is going to be a real defensive test for us here against a well-put-together OKC team. And then... uh, the Detroit team twice 
that is putting up some big numbers on their own. So after this two and two start, let's see if like uh, like I predicted, they can end up finishing out five and seven, five and two here at the end of the month. Three big wins. Being honest, not too likely. Can they do it? No doubt. No doubt. The Boston Celtics can do anything. But they're going to really need to piece it together and bust their ass off, focus, and just listen to Brad Stevens, pass up the good shots for the great shots. Uh, But I'm sure you'll be hearing from us again soon. If you want to reach out to us, you want to hop on a podcast, talk about your team a little bit or anything, reach out to us on Twitter. At Celtics Pulse, my Twitter, uh, Brendan Nunez, is at NBA underscore distributor. You can find us on there, talk with us, come hang out for a little while. Like I said, hop on a podcast. We have a couple other podcasts that are part of our network now. We just started here, the Pulse Podcast Network. Uh, You can find us on PulsePodcastNetwork.com. We got a couple new ones in here. We got some Philly sports, the donut bag. Uh, We just got a new WWE podcast, and I'll be starting my own podcast as well, The Daily Distributor, a daily general NBA podcast that'll cover around the league here, so look for that one. But yes, uh, been listening to the Celtics Pulse podcast, like I said, part of this Pulse podcast network, and thank you very much, guys. Have a great rest of your day, and let's kick some ass in these next three games. Take down OKC.